Hey guys, welcome back to Fearless as Fuck the Podcast. I'm your host, Christina Lauren. Um, today we have a good friend of mine, Christina and Sweetie. Sw- oh my God, I already fucked this up. Sweetie on the podcast today. There's always these days where I mess up the intro and here we are. Um, anyway, we are welcoming back another female entrepreneur onto the podcast. And if you can't hear, she has her adorable little dog with her. So hello to both of you. Hi, thank you so much for having us. <laughs> This is so cute. I, I really think that I want to bring on more people with dogs selfishly just so we can have the puppies in the studio here. You should put little paw prints. On oh, my inside. God. I know. Um, we have in the past brought on a lot, <laughs> brought on a lot of females to talk about their stories and where they've come from and how they've built themselves up into either businesswomen or just people of influence on social media or people who have a positive impact. And I was really pleasantly surprised when I meet people from social media who are just as sweet in person as they are on social media and share really like genuine things. And I know that you've kind of had a little bit of my background too. I know you said that you kind of retired from the cocktail waitress industry and are now kind of diving into your own business. So I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself and kind of talk about how you've gotten to where you are right now. <laughs> if well, Griffy will let you. <laughs> I know. If Griffy will be quiet. Are you going to be quiet, Bubba? Thank you. You good boy. <laughs> um, well, you did a great job. Um, so I, uh, where do I start? Okay. So you can go as back as far back as you want. <laughs> so I originally got my bachelor's degree in fashion design and merchandising a really long time ago. And I got it when I was living in Vegas of all places. Um, I moved to Vegas when I was 18 with my high school sweetheart and I got my degree and I was like, what am I going to do with this degree here? Like I need to move to either LA or New York or something like there is nothing I can do in Vegas with this degree. So I ended up slowly starting in like the waitress space, restaurant (laughs) space um, because I wasn't old enough to serve at that point in time. I was like 18 years old. Like, and I'm what like, I do? wait, there's only two states in the United States where you have to be 21 to serve. And one of those is Nevada. So I started hostessing at a restaurant, the Venetian, and worked there for a bit and started working my way up into cocktailing and started cocktailing. I've done literally everything front of house and did that for like a majority of my life. But like, as you know, with your history, like those jobs are Possible to get. Yes. And they're so difficult. A mind. Can I swear on here or no? Yes. It's say a mind it, fuck. Say it. It's, it's an a, absolute mind say fuck. It. I'm I sorry. love when the guests cuss. Fearless so do as, as you like. <laughs> it's really it. Mm. How would you describe? I'm, I'm going to pause you because I always like to hear what people think about the industry and what that means to them because. I can have my own opinion of like what mind fuckery means to me as far as being involved in the industry, especially in Vegas. But what do you mean was by that when it comes to how you would describe your experience in the industry here? The fact that when you're going to auditions every year, like your value that you brought the year prior does not matter at all. Yeah. Like that was like one of like the hardest things ever to see was like the fact that like Every year, it doesn't matter how good you are at your job. It's the next 21-year-old that's coming in 
could potentially be taking your spot. Absolutely. And for those of you who don't know and who have never really auditioned for a Vegas nightclub or day club or don't really know what the process is like out here, every single year they re-audition completely for every single one of the day clubs and most of the hotel pools. They clean house and they hire a brand new staff. Um, they do welcome back other um, other staff members from previous seasons, but you do have to re-audition. And we're talking like hundreds of women like thousands of women yeah like they you line up and you wait for hours you get in front of a panel of judges in your bikini you have less than probably 45 seconds to state your name a fun fact about yourself maybe some health code violations and your modeling experience and then you are (laughs) shoot away and it is a a very interesting experience to say the least um can we just say it's a toxic toxic it, it can be a little bit of a toxic experience especially if like you haven't done these things before I spent my whole life going to dance auditions and being in front of like NFL, NBA auditions. So being in front of a panel in near to nothing was kind of familiar to me. So it was just kind of like another thing. But I will tell you, my first few years of auditioning like that in any capacity made me feel this fucking big. And if you are not watching, I am showing about a half an inch in between my fingernails. It makes you feel very small and insignificant and that your value is like nothing because in reality, what are you showing about yourself in 30 seconds? It's not a whole lot. You're being like filed in and they're basically saying, do we like her? Yes, no, and you're out the door. So it's a very interesting um, place to be. And like you said, every single year we get older, there's another you know, young person batch. coming in, another batch of people coming in fighting for your spot. So it is really exciting to be able to have had one of those jobs at any point in time because you know that you got, I mean, you're lucky. You're lucky to get a job. You're, you're lucky to get a job and you're lucky to make that kind of money. Oh, yeah. And but then it sets you up for like false expectations. It sets you up to believe that like, oh, making this kind of money is so easy. I can work anywhere and make this kind of money, which we all walk into knowing that's not true. But then we start living a certain lifestyle and we start getting used to like being able to work three days a week, eight months out of the year. And then you're collecting unemployment during the winter. Like, that's not real life to most people. Yeah, and, and it's fleeting as well. The industry is fleeting. Oh, yeah. And once, like, you step away from that, it's another like, mindfuck, honestly. It's an adjustment. You have to, like, reevaluate your entire life. And granted, your whole time that you're doing these auditions, like, it's based specifically on your looks. So if you're not getting a job, it's like you – and, like, you, I feel like you understand this better than anyone. Like you said, like, you have done dance auditions a bazillion times, which congratulations on how far you made it with Thank the you. Raiders. That's <laughs> <Thank> exciting. <you. laughs> I know it's not how far you wanted to go, of course, but, you know, you being a competitor – like in the WBFF as well, is you just know you just have to like brush up on a few things, come back yep. with a better package. It's just and reps. Y- you're just <laughs> it's just reps until I'm too old. <laughs> no, we're gonna be young forever. Don't worry about that. Um, but I want to make sure I said congratulations Thank you. about that. Um, but it's like everything is based on your looks in the city. It's a hundred percent. And then it's like when you don't get those jobs, it's what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And then I feel like you put that into other situations of your life too. And that's the toxicity you're talking about that can be wrapped up into all of this. And it's hard not to, I don't care how confident I've been in points in my life. I still have left some of those auditions being like, well, what the fuck's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. Like, why didn't I get chosen? But 
It's that you you have to take it with a grain of salt or you will not survive out here. And it is a, a little harsh to say, but this city is based around how you look 100%. a lot of the time. I mean, granted, yes, having your skill sets and like having your sales is high is great. But like a lot of this is do you fit do you fit the mold of what this company wants you to look like? Exactly. And do you want to put up with the nonsense that you deal with with all of your customers as well? Yeah, it's crazy. So how long did you work in the industry out here? Um, off and on for like 10 years. When did you finally decide to pull the plug? Um, I moved out of the city about four years ago. And so when I moved out, I was like, oh, I'm going to move to Scottsdale. There's like a little mini like Vegas there in Old Town. So I was like, okay. And then when I walked in, I'm like looking at their bottle prices. I'm like, like, this isn't it. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) hold on. You can get a bottle for how much here? Like, this is not going to make me that kind of money. And I got really stressed and honestly really depressed because I was like, okay, I'm used to a certain lifestyle, like the savings that hopefully all of us are putting savings away. But then when you're living this lifestyle and then you're like trying to compare with everyone, it's like, oh, this surgery and this injection and this, 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 and this, that money starts diminishing quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um. So hopefully you're saving your money. And then when you do like move out like I did, I was like, okay, my savings is dwindling. Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> I can't be a cocktail server. Like, I'm sorry. I can't be a cocktail server, like, into my 80s. It's not, it's not <laughs> into gonna my for, 80s. Wait, like, I'm talking, like, what? Like, old Vegas. Like, when you're walking, yes. you're seeing, the, like, the ladies. They're the lifers. Floor. Yes. <laughs> like, no offense. Like, I mean, you guys working on your feet that long? <laughs> I, I can't. I'm 35 years old and working on my feet for more than eight hours is exhausting three times a week. So I can't imagine having to do that full time. I mean, but you know what people do? That's that's the crazy thing about like the union out here and why people stay in for so long is because they get benefits and everything like that. But it is really hard on your body. So you have to start making um, some considerations as to what you want to do post post all of that. Absolutely. (laughs) You have to make a plan. Right. So what happened after you decided you moved to moved to Scottsdale, got involved in the industry out there? I attempted to get involved in the industry. Attempted. I like, no, hold on. We're going to pause for a second. This is not going to work. Um, so then I was like, I'm going to get my real estate license. I'm going to do the cliche thing that after your cocktail server, you go and get your real estate license. So I got my real estate license in Arizona and then... I got it and I was like, well, that was fun, but I don't want to do anything with this now because while looking at that, I was like, I did this backwards. So anyone who's a cocktail server here now, my best advice to you is that if you're trying to find something to transition into after cocktailing, get your real estate license while you're cocktailing because you're networking with people all day, every day. So in that process of being with people, you're able to get clients hopefully get some listings, get some people into some houses, make some money that way as well. I was in a brand new city, a brand new state. I didn't know anyone there. And I was like, I, the last thing I want to do after cocktailing for so long too, is go and sit and date, like go sit and drink at nice restaurants and try to network with people and mingle with people. Like, no. Yeah. And I think that's a huge point to, to like touch on, too, is like utilizing what you're doing right now, especially if it is in the industry to network for other things, because quit, quitting something so like abruptly abruptly is a little risky always. But if you are already plugged in somewhere, like utilize it to your advantage. I think people sometimes sleep on being involved in the industry because they'll just get caught up in like making the quick money and like the party scene, but not realizing that they have a network. 
while they're in it to actually utilize to get clients. So hopefully people can kind of like take that for what it is while they're in it and utilize it for what it's worth and suck everything out of it, not just like the quick, the quick money on the weekends. Absolutely. Yeah. So you wound up not doing real estate. <laughs> I decided real estate was not for me. And then I had to do some soul searching and I was like, you know, I don't know what to do. Like, And how old were you at the time? In my 30s. Like, yeah. So I'm the same age as you. Yeah. So. I feel like a lot of women around like the like late 20s, early 30s sometimes start to have this like what the fuck moment of like. Yeah. Is this the right career for me? Am I sticking with this forever? Am I changing it? Have I even had a real career? <laughs> well, I feel like, too, you then have to, like, equate, like, your personal life, too. Yes. I mean, I feel also, like, the other thing that was, like, really getting to me is the fact that I'm, like, I'm in my 30s. Like, I'm not married. Like, what? I'm a cocktail server. I'm not married. Like, where is my life going right now? Like, Everything I thought that I was going to have, like, achieved by that age, like, wasn't there. So um, I had to do some soul searching and try to decide what I wanted to do. And I had several people reach out to me in the past. And they're like, hey, I think you would be so great with the shampoo business. And I was like, what? <laughs> you want me to do What? You want me to sell shampoo? No, I'm not selling your shampoo online. Please get away from me. Do not talk to me. Do not message me. I mean, I've this is I, I feel bad to say this now, but I was blocking people because I was getting so many messages of like, you have a decent Instagram following. You have this and this. Because I've also always um participated in Babes in Toyland too, which you have to come to an event with me sometime. Um, but so I used to do that too. So like I did build like a following on Instagram. Which was great. And everyone's like, well, why aren't you utilizing that? And I'm like, I'm not selling shampoo online. And so finally I was like, I started getting like three or four messages a week from just random people I didn't know. And I was like, I need to just look into this company. So I go in, I go into Google, I type in Monite. I was like, okay, this doesn't look good. <laughs> why is all this negativity popping up? <laughs> what is this? Um, and it's like, money lawsuit and I was like oh gosh I'm like, I think this is the first thing I'm seeing is this really what so I click on it and I read it and then I'm one of those people like then I start going down the rabbit hole and I'm like okay let I need to make a decision on my own I am not something that's going to take something at face value I am someone who I'm going to do my due diligence I am going to research something to death before I make a decision so I started researching it and I looked at it and I'm looking at these lawsuits and I'm like this is strange but I'm like, they're all from like a certain year. I was like, there's nothing that's coming about since then. And so then I'm looking and I'm watching YouTube videos and then it's like, oh, pyramid scheme, pyramid scheme. And I was like, okay, this is just negativity on top of negativity. But then I actually went to the website. I went to look at their stuff and I was like, wow, I'm like vegan friendly. It's natural, like all this stuff. I'm like, okay. I'm like, there's some positives. <laughs> um, and then I looked at their compensation plan. And when I looked at their compensation plan, of course, when you see a compensation plan with a network marketing company, you don't understand it at first. No, it looks like another language. It does. It <laughs> literally looks like you're reading a foreign language. You have no idea what it's saying. And I was like, let me go to YouTube because I'm sorry. YouTube is like the new Google. So I went to YouTube and I was like, money compensation plan. And I found people that are high up in this company who have done like a breakdown YouTube video explaining the compensation plan, like step by step by step. This company are paid 10 different ways and it's 
a lot to take in, but like there's just so much room for like so much money for you to make. So I looked into it and prayed on it and thought about it. And I was like, you know what? This might be something fun to do. So <clears throat> I reached out to a few people that I knew that already did it and just asked some basic questions. Like, how does it work? How does it, like, how have you, how has your experience gone? And like some people, they're like, you know what? I didn't put enough time into it. They're like, you know, I thought it was gonna be like, hey, I'm gonna jump into this and I'm just gonna make money immediately. And Doesn't it wasn't like that. that. Exactly. And that's what a lot of people think when they see people making and like being able to post on social media, I'm on these trips, I'm doing these things, I've got this paid for car, like all of this stuff. They're like, oh, well, I want that too. And so I just have to do what they're doing. No, it's not, it's not that easy. Like you put what you put in is what you get out of it. If you're gonna put the bare minimum into something like this, no matter what company it is, that's what you're gonna get out of it in return. And it's a hard realization for people. And I think that's why network marketing gets such a bad rep from people. And it's actually really disappointing. Like now that I've been in it and I've been a part of it and I've seen the lives that it's changed, I'm like, people don't give this enough credit. People don't do enough research. People don't really want, and it's, what I hate specifically about the company that I am with is the fact that when you do approach somebody and you're like, hey, have you ever tried money? Or hey, have you ever heard of money? They're like, two things. I heard it makes your hair fall out. <laughs> or it's one of those pyramid schemes. I understand this completely because I sold it for a while. <gasps> no way. I did. Yeah. I just thought I'd pepper that in there. And that was the reason why I gave up on it. Because I thought, not to just deter you from like your story, but I'm a hairstylist. Of course. So I'm like, I can sell shampoo. Like I'm already selling product. If I believe in a product, I can definitely sell. I'm already trying to sell them something at the, right. at the, of course. At the salon. Um, but I was getting really tired of having to get that pushback. And so I gave up on it. I don't turn down the opportunity for growth. And I think that you're a thousand percent right. People don't do enough research or look into something enough. One, because they don't understand that like there, if you want something, you want to find something bad on something, you can find something a bad on anything. Percent. Two, you do get what you put out. You get, you get out what you put into something, no matter what it is. Someone can come to me right now and provide me a program like I'm in right now to, hey, Christina, I'm going to help you build out your coaching program. And these are the steps you need to take. But unless I actually do the work, it's not going to happen. You can't just like start something like, OK, I'm going to make a bunch of money now. It doesn't work that exactly. way. So all of these things combined, when you see the people who are the most successful in your field, it's because they've like really put their head down and they've done the job. They haven't just like expected things to happen. But for me, I wound up just giving, I was so like overboard busy. I just didn't have the time. So I never got to the point of actually seeing a lot of success out of that. But it wasn't because of the company. It was because of my work ethic within it and my willingness to give more time to it right that makes sense no 100 percent. and like you were saying like if people want to find something negative about something they can go find it any so products when somebody exactly when somebody comes to me and they're like oh my gosh i'm hurt it makes your hair fall out and i'm like okay go and find that for me and they're like they'll send me oh lawsuit and i'm like okay do you see what mm, date month year that's dated they're like oh yeah it's like 2018 i'm like okay so it's 2023 now can you find me something even since like 2022? 
And they're like, well, no. But it's from 2018. I'm like, okay, so that's one thing. That's in the past. But now go do me a favor. What shampoo do you use now? And they'll say, like, Tresemme or whatever. And I'll be like, now go Google that and put lawsuit after it and tell me if you find something. And then they do. And then they come back to me and they're like, well, they have a lawsuit too. And I'm like, okay, every hair care company, it does not matter which hair care company it is. If you go and you type in the name and you put lawsuit after it, I promise you, you are 99% of the time going to find that they have a lawsuit against them for something. So the fact is we have decided since those lawsuits came, they were thrown out. No one has ever received a dime back from it because they were invalid. And we have instated a 30-day money-back guarantee on all of our products. You can't go to Target and go and buy your Tresemme and use it for 30 days. And then when half the bottle is gone, you go back in and say, I tried this. Do you want to go see Christina? Come here. Sorry. Um, you can't go to Target after 30 days and say, hey, um, I want to return this uh, bottle of shampoo I've been using. And they're going to look at you like you're crazy. But with our company, <laughs> with our company, right? um, you can try any of our products. And if you don't like them after 30 days, you can get them for a full refund. Hey, excuse me. Do you have something to say? He's like, yeah, this show needs to be about me instead. Yeah, he's like, me and this bone right here. Okay, Griffey. Hey, Bubba, I need you to sit down. Um, but yeah, that's that's the fact that I would have some um, like success with that, and I'm sure that's also squashing a lot of people's like like opinions. Like, what what are they gonna say after that? That they don't want to try it? Exactly. And then I'm like, all I'm asking you to do is like trade out these products. They're like, okay, well, there's after you give them like the lawsuit talk and then you give them the 30 day money back guarantee. I look at them and I'm like, do you have any other reason why you can't try this? Like I've literally rebutted everything that you you brought to my attention. And they're like, well, you're clearly good at sales. So fine, let me just try it. Like, what, and I'm like, okay, take my hair quiz. Let me make sure I'm getting you the right products and we'll go from there. And like, I am very like extensive into like making sure that like the people are getting exactly what they need and that they are happy with it. Also, people don't know this. When you have been using your Tresemme shampoo that you buy at the grocery store or Target or whatever it is, 80% of that is water. <laughs> so you're paying for water and so you're having to use an excessive amount when you're washing your hair for it to feel like it's clean. With ours, it's super concentrated. So like you're using like a quarter size amount, like there's a whole washing like pro protocol that comes with this that like people need to be aware of because then you get the people that aren't being educated properly and they're like using as much as they normally would. They're like, this is heavy on my hair. I'm it's going greasy. through the bottle. Right, like, and I'm like, you're not using it right. Like who told you to use it like this? Like it's, cause I have, people that are VIP customers with other people and they'll see my hair and they'll be like, oh my gosh, I love your hair. I'm like, yeah, me too. The first time in like 16, 17 years, I don't have to wear extensions. Like, I love my hair too. They're like, but mine looks greasy. And I'm like, okay, so like explain to me, like send me a voice memo or whatever, like send to me what you're doing. They're like, oh, well, I'm just putting some in. I'm like, how much are they putting? Oh, you know, like your average normal. I'm like, no, we are not average. We are not normal. We use a quarter size amount. And they're like, oh. I'm like, please do me a favor. Go and try this this way and then come to me and tell me. They're like, I've been doing it wrong the whole time. And I'm like, see? 
Yeah. You have Case to do your point. research. You just mm-hmm. have to be educated. So usually that's a really easy way to get people to actually try the products, which is great. And then people fall in love with them. I have, we have a men's line, we have a kid's line, we have a pet line, we have our hair care line, skin care line, a wellness line, we have a body care line. We have so much stuff. Yeah, they've expanded a lot since I've been involved. I actually use all their skincare and my skin's never looked better. So I will be that person that says it too, even though I don't sell it, buy it from Christina. But um, I, I was actually really shocked because for me, I don't think I ever found the right specific like shampoo line it's like for a me shampoo my cocktail. we call it like a cocktail yeah i literally could not find it but i um i started using the skincare and my skin like was insane i part i kind of um paired it with my my botox girls like clinical grade feet, like retinol and some things of but course. literally all of their skincare is incredible and so i always encourage people to try things that are outside the box and don't listen to everything you hear on the internet because well my favorite things when like i heard from my mother's sister's cousin's hairstylist friend's babysitter that x y and z and i'm like awesome source <laughs> i'm like do we remember playing telephone when we were in like elementary school or am i too old for that but i mean um i mean it's literally you just i don't know well it's also nice too when you can see somebody who actually can back the products that they're trying to sell um you really can't be authentic in sales unless you really believe in the products that you're selling or you know what you're trying to sell i even told that to a few of my like coaching clients who come to me and i'm like i i sell you what i do myself and i say that because i've been through it i do it i know what it takes to like reach x y and z and I'm going to be organic and telling you all about that. And that's whether it's a product or a service. So you can really tell when people really believe in what they're pushing out there on social media. You and a girlfriend of mine, her name's Ashley. She actually competes in the, 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 uh, in the WBFF too. She, I watched her start with Monate or Monate, Monate. And I've seen her before and after because when I started I'm like I don't actually know anyone personally that has had any before and afters I'm just seeing what I see online so that was hard for me but I'm like when I can literally watch somebody who I personally know go through a hair transformation over a couple years and this is the other thing too is people don't really have very hi (laughs) people don't have uh, patience and they don't realize that a lot of transformations take time whether that's you know, a transformation with this product for your hair, or whether it's a fitness journey and like a fat loss transformation, it takes time to actually see results and it takes your patience and commitment to the product or to the thing. And people don't really have a lot of that. And I'm sure not only with the, like the before and after on your own hair, but you actually succeeding in business with the company and being somebody who's doing well in sales, it didn't just happen overnight. Absolutely not. Um, (laughs) But to go back to what you said real quick about comparing it to like fitness, like when people come to me and they say, hey, do you have samples? I'm like, yeah, I have samples. But you're going to use a sample one time. And just because you use it one time, you're not going to see instant results. Just like you're not going to go to the gym one time. And then all of a sudden your abs are going to pop out. And you're right. going to be like, oh, look, I have abs. Like, it's just not realistic. So that's where I'm like, I'm more than happy to send you samples. But I'd rather you just get your hands on some actual products so that you can try them out. And like I said, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. Right. If you don't like them, it's we no can risk. trade them out for something else. Or you can just get your money back. It's like you're not losing anything here. And then from a business perspective, I mean, <laughs> this is his own domain so now. Much. He's like, this is this is now my room. This is my podcast. Exactly. Griffey, is this your podcast? Shh. Hey, okay, stop. Sit down. Hey, no, 
sit down. He's oh like, give gosh. me that mic. Exactly. He's like, can I, you need to stop, please. Um, so business-wise, this, I'm sure since you, when you were with the company, it's changed a lot as well, um, especially compensation-wise. Like they, this is one of the, my favorite things about this company is the fact that they want to see people succeed. They want to see people make money. Like I'm talking the owners of this business. They pay out 50 cents on every dollar that is purchased for anything in this company. 50 cents of that is paid back into the business. So it's going towards paying people their commissions. It's paying for the incentives that we get for our trips. It's paying for our conference every year that we have. It's paying for anything and everything that they give us. Oh my goodness, please stop. You're driving me bananas. Griffey. I can't with you right now. He's got shit to say. I know. He's like, Mom, tell him about my my transformation. Um, so, what was I saying? Oh my gosh, about so, the that um how they're paying back. Oh yeah, so they pay back so much money to people, and they really want to see people succeed. Like this is a company that like. They're in the middle of a month. They'll be like, you know what? If you guys do X, Y, and Z, like here's this extra incentive. Like we want to give you more money. We're going to throw more money at you. They always are wanting to do that. Um, and we're paid 10 different ways. Like, I mean, we have an affiliate program now too. And this is this has been my favorite thing lately too. This has been like my like go-to arguments with people now. Griffey, I need you to stop. Um, my go-to argument with people is the fact that People will come to me and they'll be like, I don't understand. I get comments on my post all the time. You're sitting there posting about this this product that's going to make your hair fall out. And then you go to their page and you go look at it and they have an Amazon affiliate link. And they're trying to tell me that like what I'm doing is different one than what they're doing. It's the same thing, it's but exactly actually you're making more money. I'm making way more money than you. Yeah. Because guess what? You're the middleman for Amazon right now. And they're not paying you. Well, and here's the other thing, too, is people don't take into consideration. Let's just take, for instance, hair care products on Amazon. I've had so many clients. What are you using on my hair in the salon? I use use really good products. Okay, let's go get it on Amazon. I'm like, do you understand that products you get on Amazon are half the time bunk products? Oh, yeah. And most times they actually will have like mildew in them or mold in them because the people take the product and they water them down, they fuss with it and they resell it on Amazon for a cheaper price. It's not even the real legitimate product. And if you can compare bottles, I actually tested this out on a perfume the other day and I got this perfume on Amazon because the one in the store is really fucking expensive. I have one of them. Like I want the other scent. Let me see. I'm going to order on Amazon and see. The bottles side by side literally look almost freaking identical. It's so hard to tell. But I pulled the cap off of one of them. It has a magnet cap. The other one, there's no magnet. The caps look the same. If you look at the bottom the bottom of the, the perfume bottle, the little tag, one has a different font. One says like, I forget, I don't have it in front of me, but like there's just very, very slight differences. And I noticed that the scent fades away faster. It's fucking watered down. So if you think that you're going on Amazon and buying your legitimate products, I guarantee you over half the time you're buying some bunk ass product that probably has some shit in it or it's watered down. And it's not the true product. So <laughs> you think you're saving yourself money or you think you're putting all this shit on Amazon to receive this very, very, very little percentage. This company with that you're with is doing better than that so it's really funny to see people kind of talk shit about mlm oh when- yeah people come to me and they're like oh my i i'll be completely transparent i had some 
anti-MLM Instagram page that literally was taking stuff that I had posted on social media, putting it up on their story, telling me that I was delusional. So aggressive. I mean, it's just insanity. They're like pulling up like the specs of like how my engagement is on Instagram and like posting it. And they're like, it just was a nightmare. Um, People just love to hate on people. (laughs) People don't like to see other people doing well. And usually the people that are sitting there hating on that stuff, I'm like, if you guys would take this energy and put it somewhere else, like Bonnie, for example, you would be making so much money. But instead, you just want to sit there and hate on all of these things and make these stupid Instagram pages where it's like you're just hating on stuff. What is that doing for you? It's just wasted it's just time and energy. Time. Um, and it's just making you a more miserable person. Are you digging to Japan over there? Like, did your phone break? Like, you know, I've also taken in the, in, that into consideration with a lot of things on social media when it comes to hate and trolling and things like that. Because sometimes, well, I told Amber, I don't even go look at my YouTube comments anymore because I just fucking can't do it. Because there's always people who are digging or who have time. For you. you know what? It makes me sad for them at the end of the day because, like you said, if you have the time to sit on the internet, and talk shit to somebody you don't even know about something that you're not even involved in. I feel bad that you have that much time on your hands to, to do that. It just shows you what miserable people are out there. So I used to feel bad. Like I, it used to get under my skin. But then I realized it's worthless. Right. These people have no, they have nothing on you. And people do, like you said, they do like to hate on success if they're not receiving it in their own life. So that's not your problem at the end of the day. Absolutely. If you're making money and being able to provide for yourself and having like a self-sustaining business where you're actually helping people, then you win. That's my favorite part you of win. this though. It's <laughs> like, you're not just helping people like transform their hair or their skin. Like you're able to provide this opportunity for people to like start this business themselves. And if you go through like a lot of the, like the higher ups in this company that like have earned a million plus dollars, we have over 90 people in stop. Over 90 people in 8 years that have earned over a million dollars in commissions. Like that's insane. And when you hear some of their stories, you're just like mesmerized. Like there's people who were homeless. There's people that couldn't afford to buy their product pack for $199. Um, and they had to borrow it from somebody in order to do it, or they had to go sell something in order to be able to start this business. Um, but you know what the common denominator probably is in those people is that they believed in themselves to do it. And that's the thing is like, if you don't trust yourself enough to put in a hundred percent effort, then it's the, it's the trust you have in yourself that's lacking. It's not about the business. And this is Monet or, Monet or anything else. Like you really have to believe in yourself so hard that you know you're going to make it happen or it won't happen. Exactly. But maybe, maybe I don't know, maybe, maybe people need to have their back up against the wall sometimes to actually make the moves they need to make. That's very true. Yeah, unfortunately, but sometimes you got to apply pressure a little bit. Absolutely. So I'm really glad to hear about your success with that. And I really think that this was a good episode to kind of break the MLM stigma. I feel like there are probably some MLMs that are probably really bad, but there's never been anything that I've heard about Monet or even friends that I've had involved in the company that haven't been super successful. Is there anything that you would tell somebody who's wanting to get involved that maybe kind of is still kind of hesitant. hesitant. 
I mean, I think the most important thing with this company is finding a quality upline. Like, making sure that the people that you're signing up under are serious, that they're not going anywhere. There are a lot of people that want to make a quick buck, and they're going to sit there, and they're going to push, 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 and then six months down the road, a year down the road, like, they're like, you know what? I'm going to switch to another MLM, or I'm going to go do something else, and then you lose your upline. And then you're pushed up to a different upline, which everyone for the most part, is always really, really supportive. Like one of my favorite things about this networking mar- network marketing company is we value collaboration over competition day in and day out. Like we all want to see each other succeed. Um, it doesn't matter if someone has nothing to do with your upline or downline. Like they are going to be one of the first people if you like go to them and you ask them a question, let me help you. Absolutely. You have questions about my content. You have questions about how I'm getting VIP customers or doing anything. These girls are getting giving trainings left and right to people that they're not benefiting off of. And that's just refreshing to me because it's like, women supporting other women like and they're wanting to see people succeed and i feel like that's something we really lack now (laughs) he loves you (laughs) um (laughs) i feel like it's something that's like really lacking in the world right now i feel like we are especially since social media social media is like it can be a blessing and a curse oh yeah i tell that i say that all the time it It can be such a tool (laughs) but also like a kick in the it's the comparison, <laughs> though. It's literally trying, like, it's the fact that, like, people need to realize when you're watching somebody's social media, it's their highlight reel. You have no idea what's going on behind closed doors. You have no idea what's going on in their financial situation. You have no idea what's going on in their personal life. You have no idea what they're struggling with, what their wants or desires really are. It's a highlight reel to say, this is me. Look at me. Don't you want to be like me? Like, it's frustrating. Yeah, and comparison is the thief of joy. You don't know how many people are like filming their content, but then like going and crying themselves to sleep at night because they're so wildly unhappy. So you getting stuck comparing yourself to someone else's highlight reel is you are taking a chance on comparing yourself to something that isn't even real. Exactly. And that is doing yourself a disservice. Absolutely. So I think that my biggest advice would probably be to not compare yourself to people on the internet and just make that a very like a very broad spectrum statement but um sitting down and focusing on what you really want and your goals is going to be your primary focus if you want to succeed in this life and go anywhere on social media so um thank you so much for taking the time to share all of that um if you guys have any questions about monate or christina Ann's journey with this i'll leave her information right here and we are I can sure I can say I can speak for both of us that our DMs are always open for advice on any of this. And um, was there anything else you wanted to close out with? Griffey wants everyone to like find him on social media. I, yeah. Oh, phone. yeah. Does, does he have his own Instagram? Of course he does. Of course he has his own Instagram. Well, make sure to put Griffey's. Uh, he's on the floor at running circles right now, but I'd put him in the screenshot. But we'll drop <laughs> Griffey's information on there, too. But make sure to reach out to either Christina or I um, with any questions you guys have about any of the topics covered today. And we'll see you next time. Hey, you little stinker. 